Hey guys, welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening, uh, this week with Steve and Jenshin. Today we'll be previewing, and in some cases, uh, reviewing the movies of the summer. Um, so this is how we'll do it. Uh, we'll, Jen and I have each made a list of movies that uh, we want to talk about, either for good or bad reasons, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, which movies we think will do well and not do well, uh, not so much critically, but in terms of uh, the box office, mm -hmm. and then we'll do our obsessions of the week. So um, we've each chosen five movies, yes. uh, not intentionally, just happened to, to work out that way, and we'll go in order of release date. Yeah, okay? but before we do that, maybe mm -hmm. we can talk a little bit about what the summer movie season is like. I think um, Hollywood really uses the season, and rightly so, a lot of people are off and whatever, um, to really, really push their big tentpole movies. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. is kind of where a lot of the movie studios make a lot of their, like a bulk of their um, annual money or whatever, um, which is why you almost every single weekend in the summer it's filled with um, a quote-unquote like big or blockbuster release. Um, but Steve and I were making the observation before that it seems like um, the summer movie season has been starting earlier and earlier. Um, usually in the past, I feel like it's like Memorial Day is kind of like the big kickoff and it's kind of when um, a movie like Civil War right, would right. be released to sort of kick this off. But it's considering that Civil War was released two weeks ago, I feel like movie studios are sort of um, taking advantage of, um, or kind of playing around with that time frame. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I think uh, to get, not to get like our listeners, all, all three of them jealous, but um, Jen normally every year does a uh, fantasy league for summer movies. It's awesome. It is, it's actually a ridiculous amount of fun. I'm trademarking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Previously, when we've done it, it's been from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Yeah. Is that what it is, right? Yeah. But then this year, it at last year and even like two years ago, um, last year was the big one because last year I think was Age of Ultron, right? That age, yeah, Avengers Two was last year, I think. Oh yeah. But it came out May first, and so it threw everyone's list kind of uh, off because nobody, yeah, because no yeah. one could pick it, you know. Um, and then this year, yeah, you, we have Civil War in the beginning of. Of May and you know before Memorial Day, two more movies will be out, and I think that's a good transition to the first one, which uh, this weekend, uh, Neighbors Two comes out. And so you have not seen Neighbors. I right? have not seen Neighbors, not because I haven't wanted to. I just never got a chance to see it, but I've heard such awesome things about it. Phenomenal. Okay. Right. Um, so I'm super looking forward to to Neighbors Two. Um, I think normally I'm not a big fan of. Of sequels, like I don't look forward to sequels at all, to be honest. But um, so Neighbors, the reason I liked it so much is it, it tackles this uh, this idea of like getting older, but knowing that you used to be cool, mm -hmm. but then coming to grips with like like the fact that you probably aren't cool anymore. Not because you know you you do anything differently, but just getting older is. Just uncool, you know. <laughs> you know, um, and then looking back and seeing like kids that when you were cool, they were uncool, but just because of the passage of time, they have gotten cooler and you have gotten less cool, right. and kind of just like wrestling with that, and and I think that's an idea that can be played around with 
a lot. Yeah. You know? Um, I think the first movie was very, like, male-centric, you know? And the second one is about, um, like, a sorority moving next door as opposed to a fraternity. And I'm really interested to see if they're able to uh, tackle this whole issue of, like... The first one was really, like, oh, what it's like as, like, a couple or, like you know, as a dude to, like, get older. But I, I, I'm really interested to see if they're able to, um, like, tastefully tackle what it's like for, like, a for women to get older and see, like, much younger girls, like, kind of treading on their territory. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I, I make it sound like it's a lot smarter than and it more is. Meaningful. But but it, but But it actually, it does tackle really intelligent um, ideas. So in the first movie, it's sort of, like Seth Rogen and Rose Burns characters against Zac Efron and his frat. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in this movie, it from the trailers, it seems like they join forces against the yeah. sorority. So, so it's in. like uh, in the first movie, um, you know, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, they have a kid. They used to be like super cool, but now they have a kid and stuff. And so basically, are you saying parents are uncool? I mean, you know what? I have very I. I think we have a very hard time finding any parents that disagree with that. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, uh, fraternity moves in next door, mm-hmm. led by Zach Efron and David Franco, and um, you know they're like at war with each other. Um, and in this one, the fraternity has moved out, a sorority moves in, mm-hmm. and then they enlist Zach Efron's help to, to like control them or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm interested to see if. There's, like, a part of the movie that allows for a commentary on, like, you know, what it's like as, like, a cool girl to get, like, older, you know, and seeing, like, younger girls, like, kind of treading on their territory. Question, does the child that Zach, uh, not Zach, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne have, like, is that a daughter? Oh, I think, I think it was a daughter. Okay, because I feel like then they play, they can play off on the, like, I don't want my daughter to grow up to be this. Oh, this, like, that's so sick! Oh my god, element to it. I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, no, no. no. Watch that... it the sun and like I just <laughs> made a completely different movie. Um. No. So yeah, I, I'm real. I mean, <laughs> we're, I'm giving it a lot of credit, mm-hmm. but I think Seth Rogen uh, kind of deserves it. I think a lot of his movies. I love Seth Rogen. Yeah, I, I think, think I think him out of all those guys, I kind of like. The most. Like the Jodapto game? Yeah, 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 you know. Um, like, the more time goes on, the less I like Judd Apato and the more I like Seth Rogen, and everyone else just, like, fluctuates. You know, they're fine, but um, Seth Rogen's the only one I, I find myself really liking. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The next one on the list is... Okay, so this is you. Uh, me before you. Yes! Okay, so I'll be honest. I... I don't. I, I have no idea what this movie is even about. Well, after this is over, I'm going to make you watch the trailer <clears throat> because I watch the trailer like once a day. Okay. Um, All right. So, so sell me, sell me on this. What, what is this? Basically, um, it's based on a um, best-selling novel um, by the same name, and it really sort of follows this um, quadriplegic man who was not always quadriplegic. Speaking of someone who used to be cool, he had. A completely great life and then gets into an accident and ends up in a wheelchair and can't move Mm -hmm. Um, and his parents hire this caretaker to uh, take care of him um, as since he kind of can't do anything Um, and then you know I mean it's kind of a love story but I really feel like it's 
so much more than that. It's about mm-hmm. finding your identity. It's about um, really figuring out life and um, living life to the fullest no matter what your situation or circumstances are. Um, I was so looking forward to this movie to begin with, but I think um, just judging by the trailer, the ca- the casting is awesome. I love Sam Claflin. He was um, Finnick. In, He's a uh, spear Hunger dude. Yeah, from, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Emily, is it Emily Clark or Emily? Like, I don't know how you say her. Khaleesi. Yeah. Dragon oh, my Man. God. Yeah. Khaleesi's she's so in this. great in the trailer, and she's exactly what I feel like this character is because her character is very quirky. But not like I, Khaleesi. Not like not like no. badass. Like she's like she's like this like naive, innocent, like young woman kind of coming into her own, and he kind of helps her is this like, with that. Is it is this grounded in like reality? Is this? Yeah, it's a. It's not like a fan, like a fantastic. Oh no, dragons! No dragon! Okay. Please don't mix up the two worlds. Um, but you know. I feel like uh, Summer. I'm sorry. Steve. No, no, no. no. I'm just a very quick aside. You said don't. Mi- what did you say? Don't mix up what? The two worlds. The two worlds. I uh, sometimes I like to mix up my worlds. Like, um, and just very quickly, you just remind me of something. Did you watch uh, Malcolm in the Middle? Yes. And then did you watch Breaking Bad? <laughs> did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. No? So I used to pretend that, that Malcolm's dad was the one who was. Yeah. So I used to pretend that like Breaking Bad was the prequel to Malcolm. You know what? You're not <laughs> the only person who thinks. That. Really? Yeah. Okay. Memes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, go on. So. Um. You know, honestly, this is I think the only sort of romantic movie. I don't even think it's a comedy, but it's kind of one of the only romantic movies that. Um, that will be opening in the summer because hmm. summer's so action and superhero yeah, exactly. packed that um, I I mean I'm looking forward to it and I know that a lot of women will be going to see, go, mm-hmm. go see it. Um, I'm hoping to go opening week, which I like rarely do anymore because I hate finding for seats and stuff. Not that I think it's <sighs> going to be super packed or anything. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the movie that I'm looking forward to. And it's opening June third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I think. Hearing you like talk about it, the reason I think it it'll probably do pretty well is um, every I feel like every year there's a movie that's so different from everything else that people just need like a palate cleanser. Yeah. Like the the one that comes to mind for me is the heat. I love the heat. You know, like it was so different from and when I say different, I don't mean like weird different. I mean just like You're talking about the Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, yeah. Movie. It was just like yeah. such a different change of pace yeah. from everything else. Like a lot of the movies that we're going to be talking about are similar in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so like, like bang, bang, like <laughs> <laughs> shoot them up, like yeah. action superhero movies. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, And so every year there's one movie that kind of comes out of nowhere. And not, I wouldn't say it necessarily comes out of nowhere, but it's just very different. One of these is not like the other. Yeah, this you know? definitely and, is definitely not like the others on the list are on our list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, my my next movie is uh, Finding Dory, which Yay. I'm I'm pretty excited about. I think so. You watch Finding Nemo, right? Yes. Okay, so I knew I used to work in this like uh, advertising agency, and there was this one guy who like directed uh, the commercials, but he was like an aspiring like film director. Okay, and um, he was like one of those like so we're into movies but he's like a he was like 
Su- not I wouldn't say movie buff. Like I feel like one of movie buffs. He was more into like the editing and like the the like cinematography, the technical, the technical yeah. side side of it. And I remember I asked him what his top ten movies were, and number one on his it was like he went in reverse order. So he went from ten to, to one, right? And what are what were some of the movies? Okay, so I'm gonna, like- I'm gonna tell you number what number two was. Number two was Citizen Kane. Shut up. All right. I know where you're going with this. Number one was Finding Nemo. And he said because... I, I, don't, I didn't ask him why. I I was just like... In disbelief? N- not so much disbelief. Not like, it's a great It's a phenomenal movie. movie. But I remember thinking like, oh, maybe I've underrated Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Have you watched it since? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that was like maybe like over 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, But I remember thinking... Because I, I remember watching Citizen Kane and being like, wow, this is... Clearly, this is like the start of like modern movie making, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then he, this guy, this this guy who like he take he takes movies like very seriously, right? Like you and I, we like kind of facetious yeah, about it, right? Yeah. But he's like takes it super seriously, and he was like, "Yeah, number two mo- best movie of all time, is Citizen Kane." Number one, I was like so excited. I was like, "Oh, he there's I th- something there's better. something better." And he was like, "Finding Nemo," and I was like, "Huh." Um, and so every time I either see Finding Nemo or it's even talked about, like, I always chuckle to myself because I remember that there's someone in the world that thinks Finding Nemo is a better movie than Citizen King. So someone out there. So, so there's a guy, oh, this guy out there. For it, like, imagine if they released a trailer for the sequel to Citizen Kane, right? That's how excited this guy is for Finding Dory. Um, and so... Yeah, I feel like with with Pixar, they their sequels rarely do are rarely worse than the originals. Yeah, I mean, Toy Story two was so oh, man, good. So freaking good. I loved Toy Story three. Three. Yeah, yeah, Toy Story three. You know, um, Toy Story four is coming out. Yeah, and it's yeah. being written by Rashida Jones and her writing. I partner. did not know yeah. Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know they're also making Incredibles two, um, all that other stuff. So Finding Dory, I'm I'm pretty stoked for. Um, I, at the same time though, I feel like we've hit this, everyone loves Ellen, right? I love Ellen. Mm -hmm. I watch her show. I'm starting to get a little sick of her. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not sick of her, but what I'm sick of is like, I feel like everything she does on her show now is built for YouTube. Oh, but I don't you feel like all um, late night talk shows and daytime talk shows are kind of like that? I feel like not the good not ones. Not the way that Ellen. No, I mean not the. I think Fallon is. I think you know uh, Corden is. I think Ellen is. Um, Conan is, but like. So what are you talking about? Like who isn't? Uh, I think John Oliver. Well, his is more long. His is more long. Who else was there? I mean, okay, agreed. Oliver is a little different, but I just I don't really. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, with I just you. don't really care for it as but much I feel anymore. Like that's, I think that's kind of a business thing more than fair, anything, fair, really, fair, right? Fair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. To be really honest, I i mean, it's been a while since I watched Finding Nemo, but Dory was my kind of least favorite part of the movie. And she worked so well 
in the movie because, like, she provided this, like, comic relief or whatever. Yeah. And, like, whenever she would come in, like, it was funny, I guess. But to have, like, a movie for an hour and exactly. a half. Exactly. You know, just, I, yeah. Yeah. I have, I don't know. I you know, I there's an analogy in sports where it's like, stay in your lane, right? Don't do too much. Do yeah. what you're good at. Yeah. You know, but then just stay in your lane. And I feel it with Finding Dory. I'm excited for it. Yeah. But I'm like, it's one of those like nervous excitements because I want it to be good, but I don't. Well, first of all, I don't know how you could get better than Finding Nemo. I mean, it's better than Citizen Kane. So how could you, how could you get better? How could you do that? (laughs) He's a weirdo, but um, uh, he's not going to hear this ever. Um, And so. It's it, it's a nervous excitement. Yeah. I'm almost bracing for disappointment, you know, because uh, I feel like if I expect it to be as good as Finding Nemo, I just, I find it hard for it to live up to that. But I mean, you know, I thought the same thing about the other Toy Stories and they, mm-hmm. they, were, they, were, great, they so. were great. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's do the next one. Oh, oh, this is a good All one. Right. All right. So the week do you after. Know what that, do you know what that is? So you recognize that immediately. ID4? Yeah, okay, so just to let people know, so like I was typing up the list of movies. You said Independence Day 4, and I typed ID4. Not everyone knows ID4 means Independence Day. Oh, I just I just assumed that okay. that's what it meant. Yes. Um, I think it's called Independence Day Resurgence or something. Independence like that. Day Resurgence. Um, so I love the original Independence Day. <sighs> so good. I wore out my VHS copy. Because I watched it so many times. Um, this movie, the sequel, when they announced it, it was kind of met with a lot of, like, eh, ambivalence. Uh, for because, me, yeah. well, first of all, Will Smith is not going to be in it. And he was such an amazing part of the first one. Um, and secondly, I don't know. So, like, okay, so Jurassic World, this worked for Jurassic World, right? Yep, yep. It was a reboot, kind of, of a franchise that did really, really well. What mm. was it, back in the 90s? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, like, nearly 20 years after. <clears throat> and I don't know that people had, like, super high ex. I mean, I'm sure they did, but the amount of money that it made was, like, kind of crazy. And I think it was because you sort of just can't underestimate, like, this like nostalgic factor, right? So yes, I'll go. I'm gonna go see Independence Day. I know I am. You're gonna go see, and so I think that works. Um, but I just can't tell what, like, how great of a movie it's going to be. Um, I think this movie is. Uh, pro- I think it's set like twenty years after the first Alien mm-hmm, Invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like kind of like trying to read up on it, but I do like the fact that. Um, there's a woman president. So CeeLo Ward plays like the female yep, president. That's what but I, I mean. think Bill Pullman is still in it. So Oh yeah, no, he's definitely I, I love and I think he's like the best like fake president ever. It's between him and, and the guy from twenty four, right? Oh, Dennis Haysbert. I, I don't know. The, the guy, guy from who does the insurance. All state, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I have no expectations for it, though. But I think that's okay. Like, the thing about summer movies, though, like, you go into it, like, not expecting something that's, like, great plot-wise or whatever. It's just, it's just, like, mindless fun, kind of, right? You just want two hours sitting in an Mm air-conditioned theater. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't 
know if it's alarming or exciting that Will Smith isn't in this movie. Yeah, I mean, do you know the story? Like, did they offer it to him and he said no, or did they even offer it to him? I, I'm, I'm sure they offered it to him. I'm sure they offered it to him, and I'm pretty sure he said no. Um, so they have his son in it. They do? Not not Jaden, like okay. the character. Oh, the, the character, not no. Jaden's not in it. No, no. What's Jaden doing? <laughs> okay, so the unknowns. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, but uh, but yeah, I can't tell if I'm excited for it, or no. I know I'm excited for it, but I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that Will Smith wasn't in it because he tends to suck up all the oxygen in the room. In both, a good way. Well, I. I I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's good, but like, but I think not just like on screen. Yeah. Like on screen, he sucks up a lot of the oxygen, but I think even creatively, uh, I think like as time goes on, he takes more and more control of them. I mean, you, you hear about like, you know, Men in Black 3. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, they, it was like the first movie to start shooting without a script and it's because he, he and his team were like, oh, you know what? Like, let's do, let's rewrite this part. Let's rewrite that part. You know, um, I, I don't think he's difficult to work with. I just think, you know, he and, you know, deservedly so. He just kind of calls the shots now. And he but does it work in his like, does it work out? Did Men in Black 3 do well? I think I, I if I recall it did. Or I mean, they're doing a they are a fourth one. Oh, wait. So did, did you not hear about So this was part of the Sony hack. And um so in, during the Sony hack, they, they found out that they were going to do a crossover between... Get ready for this. Okay. You, but you, don't, you haven't heard of that. No. Okay. Men in Black and 21 Jump Street. How? I don't know. The, it's going to be part of the Men in Black expanded universe or 21 Jump Street expanded. I, I don't know. Wait, but one is sort of like fantasy. Like one's about aliens and stuff. And the other one is sort of real life. No? Kind of, okay. but I mean... That they're okay. gonna, and so they're just gonna. But are they gonna do it? And now they're, and the people made fun of that idea because it, it was it's released stupid. in Sony because it was stupid. And they released that they're actually gonna do it. Okay. And so I don't know if Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones is gonna be involved in it. I think it's like they're just gonna somehow find a way to bring that Men in Black. Oh, there's probably gonna be a Men in Black reference in 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. and they may just merge the two, mm-hmm. you know, as and have Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill take over that franchise. Because with 21 Jump Street, like, how many times can you do... Like, go back to high school. Yeah, go back to, go back to college yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, they allude to it in the end credits of, of 22 Jump Street. But if you have those two characters do a Men in Black thing, uh-huh. all of a sudden, you have X amount of more movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, this, this movie... Again, I think I, it could be – it could do well. It could, it could be good. It could not be good. I, Jurassic World, I had really low expectations. And it was great. And I – like Love to it. this day, I still like will watch it if it's on like yeah. HBO. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. All right. We'll see. Um, let's see. The next one is – oh, it's you again. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so this is kind of like the counter um, – well, actually, I mean, I think there's a couple of animated movies that are coming out, mm-hmm. including Angry Birds, but whatever, we don't we really don't yeah. need to talk about that. Um, 
The Secret Lives of Pets, mm-hmm. which, you know what, I'm not really even into animated movies, but I think the really? premise, yeah, yeah, uh, but I think the premise sounds so cute, it's kind of like Toy, Toy Story-esque in that, like, it explores the lives of these pets when, like, their human owners go away, <laughs> um, but it's, like, the voices are played by, like, Louis C.K. and mm-hmm. Ellie Kemper, I think Kevin Hart's in it, because, you know, why wouldn't he be in it? He's in everything um, else. He's in everything. Um, so I'm like really, I think it'll be really cute. I think, um, like the stuff that I've seen on it has been cute. Um, so I think, oh, relatively, like it'll be like, you know, enjoyable, whatever. It's not going to be the next Finding Nemo, but apparently not many movies. (laughs) There's only one, there's only (laughs) one movie better than Citizen Kane. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I saw a trailer about it. It seemed. It's cute. Yeah. It's Whatever. Same time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the next one is... Oh! Oh! Oh, I'm ready for this one. Um, the next one is Sears again. Okay. So, Steve and I are really looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is the reboot, I think that's the trend here, um, of Ghostbusters. But instead of an all-male cast, um, it's an all-female cast. So it's Leslie Jones from SNL, Kate McKinnon from SNL, Melissa McCarthy, and Kristen Wiig. Um, I, so there's a couple of things here. Um, well, first of all, it's directed by Paul Feig, who we like, right? Because he directed The Heat and like, mm-hmm. Spy. And I just think he's like really funny and he works well with women. Don't ask me if women are funny because that's not a question. Um, what, who's it, asking that? It's such a stupid thing. Wait, like, is that a, is that a question a, people are asking? It's a question that people or women get asked all the time and it's stupid and it's outdated. But Who's funnier than Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? Like, well, yeah, Avi, but I feel like that's why, like, this trailer has been so panned. Oh, can like, you can you explain to people this trailer thing? Because we, we talked about this, This right? trailer, after it was released on YouTube, like, it's been downloaded or whatever the... Dis- whatever. It's been the most disliked non-music video video on YouTube. And I, like, fully think that it's because of internet trolls who can't get over... The fact that this movie is, um, you know, it has, like, four, like, women leads. Um, but I kind of... So, Steve, do you know about the Bechdel test? The, oh, God. It's I not should. a quiz. So no, 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 no. I know, I know. It's, like, uh, is it... Does it have to do with, like, how many, like, women... Mm-hmm. So, it's basically a, a test that you apply to a work of fiction, and it's basically, like, is there at least one scene... Where two women are talking, right? Oh, that's and what. Then, it's, oh, right, right, right. And then without a male, right? Without a male, bonus points if the women have names, and also the ultimate indicator of the test is that the women talking can't be talking about men. Mm-hmm. So even if like even if you have like a female centric, like the Mindy Project is a great example, centers uh, like around a female character, but it's all about like. Dating, and so even when she's talking to other people, like she's talking about dating, so it kind of fails the Bechdel test. Um, I bring that up because it's just kind of like I think only half of all films like meet these requirements, which right. just kind of goes to show you what what the state of you know films and the stuff that we see are. Mm. Um, it's kind of sad, but I feel like this this movie would definitely pass the Bechdel test, first of all. Um, I think it's also set in New York, so I'm like... 
Oh, like, it'll definitely love, be set in New York, yeah. Love, um, like, movies or things about New York, the city of mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, if anything, I will go watch it opening weekend because I really want it to do well. Because yeah. if, like, it needs to do well for, obviously, more movies with women leads can be made. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this could also be, it's it's so it's so terrible that this fulfills a requirement. But, you know, when we talk about movies that, um, you know, like Me Before You, movies that are, like, which one of these is not like the other, mm-hmm. just... Based on just based on the casting. fact that this is like an all female cast, yeah. Like it's sad that that fulfills a requirement, but right. it could fulfill the requirement. Like this is not like the others. Um, so I have really high hopes, you know, for it. And I didn't. I remember I watched the trailer and I was like, "Oh, that that looks interesting." And then there was all this stuff about like, "Oh, this trailer looks terrible." I was like, "Hmm, okay." And then someone made like the version of the trailer that would be good, and mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell the difference. What do you mean? Someone was like, oh, here's, like, the, the trailer. version? Yeah, the better version. It was, like, and a fan. Like, the and same thing? I couldn't really tell the difference. Yeah, I think some of the comments have been, like, oh, like, this isn't funny. But I think it's really hard to create, like, a funny trailer. Like, I don't think that has to do with what the movie is going to be like. Yeah, that's fair. I um, mean. I don't know. I just am really confused about the whole, like, YouTube, like, trailer downvoting, disliking kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think know. it's, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll be funny just because you have three, I mean, Kate McKinnon, I think, is, so she's, she's funny. if not already, she will be, like, huge. She's like the new Kate Kristen Wiig. Yes, like. yes. I, I, I would definitely, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, so you have old, Kristen I mean, Wig. not old, original Kristen Wiig. Yeah. And, and, like, and the new Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Jones, from what I've seen. I, mean, this I thing, love Leslie they Jones. They should just call the Saturday Night Live Ghostbusters. Um, and then Melissa McCarthy is always like, you good. You can't go wrong. And also, I think Melissa McCarthy, directed by Paul Feig, is some of the best yeah, Melissa McCarthy yeah, yeah. you can get. So yeah. it's uh, going to be good. I, th- I think so. I, I think. think so. I, I, I hope so. I hope. I think oh, I'm God, pretty, I I, like this movie more than any other for me is yeah. the one that I hope will yeah. be good. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Also, just noting here, Charles Dance is in this movie. He's also Charles Dance is in this movie. He's also in Me Before You because I'm like Wikipediaing these all as we're talking about them. He's Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Um, um, okay. I don't think you made it to that season. No, no, it's okay. Um, I'm just gonna sit in my corner now. <laughs> um, corner of shame. The the next movie we're talking about is uh, it comes out July twenty second. Star Trek. Uh, no numbers, just Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Beyond J.J. Abrams. Uh, so, so who's the director? Justin you know? Lin. Oh, that's right. That's he right. did four out of the 30 Fast and Furious movies. Um, this did one, he do the last one? No, no, he didn't do the last one. Uh, that was James Wan. Okay. Uh, so Justin Lin, he did like, I think he did like three... And then five, six. Five, six. No, no, three, four, five, six. That's yeah. He did three, four, five, six. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and this one is being co-written by Simon Pegg, right? Um, who plays Scotty? And Simon Pegg, I love. Not actually, I don't love. I enjoy watching anything he writes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I remember oh, what's the zombie? Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Right. There's Hot Fuzz. 
And then there was the uh, the one where he goes like drinking with his buddies and stuff. Um, I mean, either way, I enjoy like all the movies that that he writes. Oh, the world's end. The world's mm-hmm. end. Um, the only thing is, he's not a. From what I've heard, he's not a huge Star Trek head, and so he's had to do like he's had to Wikipedia stuff as he's writing this movie. Which you know, then why would they? Entrust that on him. That's a great question. You know? you know that that is that's a great question. I don't know. So I mean, I I feel like this will be funnier than the other ones have been. And here's the problem, right? Which is that first Star Trek, um, like the reboot one. That's my jam. Like I really enjoy yeah. watching that movie. Yeah. Also, surprising Chris Hemsworth cameo in the very beginning. He's only in it. He's the dad that dies in the very oh, beginning. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I really I, like Chris Hemsworth, actually. Uh, he's gonna be in Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, as like the receptionist, the object of like sexual desire. <laughs> um, so I think yeah, that that first one is like my jam. The second one I thought was like hot garbage, and then so this one I'm hoping will be somewhere in the middle, in, in between. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they have a lot riding on this movie. I think if this one doesn't do well, they might stop. They Andy? might they might stop it. Yeah, you know. Um, so I think. Uh, the studio has a lot writing on this movie, so so we'll see. I just think it's really it, it'll be interesting to see what direction they take it because Justin Lin, I mean, he has a track record of taking franchises, um, making them better, worse. and making them better. Oh, That's okay. what he did with Fast and Furious, okay. you know. Um, but he has a he has a very specific style, which is like it's kind of like it's funny, but it's also like a a caper movie where it's like, you know, getting the gang together mm-hmm. to do this thing. What I really hope it doesn't turn into is like one last time, you know, which is uh, like been a common like motif in mm-hmm. his Fast and Furious movies. Um, so we'll see. So I'm really excited to see. I mean, who knows? Simon Pegg is super talented, so it could be. It could be great. It could be a great script and Justin Lin could, you know, blow it out of the water. You know, for me, I think, you know. A lot of people, uh, there are a lot of people I think could do just as good a job, if not better, than J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. So uh, the bar is kind of low for me with this movie. Which so. is not a bad thing yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so so we'll see how that how that goes. But speaking of uh, nostalgia when and you talk about... the week after that. And the week after that is, this is one that I am super pumped for, which is Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know that I've... I watched The Bourne Legacy, uh, like, in theater, and I, I like, ride or die for that movie. Interesting. Yeah. So, and I think people have claimed that that's the worst one, because that's the one without Paul Greengrass. That's the one without Matt Damon. Who, wait, I'm sorry. Who, who's in it, then? That was the Jeremy Renner one. Oh. Yeah. Most people react the way that, that you did, um... I lo- that I one that was the best one. I, oh, hold on. I wouldn't call it the best. It's like choosing like a favorite child, right? Okay. They're all good. They're all yeah. good. But I thought that was just as good as the other ones. Um, that one was so the guy who wrote or at least co-wrote. Um, he either wrote or co-wrote the first three. Mm-hmm. Tony Gilroy. They gave him the director's chair too in that fourth one. And instead of Matt Damon, they have Jeremy Renner because um, they thought the first three kind of 
finished off that Matt Damon story. And now Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon are back. You're speaking of getting the band back together for Jason Bourne. Trailer looks amazing. Looks phenomenal. Okay. He is, he looks great. He's yeah. clearly been watching Not what eating. he eats. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, I mean... The sustenance he gets is probably from not food, maybe synthetic or something. Uh, yeah, shakes. sure, protein shakes, neon-colored protein shakes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm really excited for it. What I'm really excited for is I want to see if what uh, – I really want to see what a, a Jason Bourne movie looks like without Tony Gilroy, you know. Um, he's had a huge hand in all of them, and the biggest one being – the the last movie, so I'm I'm excited to see it. I mean, Paul Greengrass and Jason Bourne. I'm I'm wondering if it's going to be more like the other Jason Bourne movies, or more like Green Zone, mm-hmm. which is the the movie they made together after their last Bourne movie. So I don't know. We'll see. But from the trailers, Did that movie do well. I think they're all right. Okay. You know, I think it did all right. But I I'm okay. super excited for it. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think it's going to do really well. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, okay. Let's do. All right, let's do this one. Right. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this one. So this movie is opening in August, which is notorious for just uh, just being a dead month, really. Um, we talked about this, though. Is it, though, now? Because I feel like every year in August, there's a movie that's like broke the record for biggest August movie. Last year was Jurassic World. True. The year before that was Guardians. Maybe it's so just Chris Pratt. May- maybe. <laughs> So I don't think Chris Pratt is in any movie that's being released this August, um, but it's it's called The Founder and it stars Michael Keaton, who really has been having a career resurgence since like since Batman. Since Batman. Well, no, 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 no. no? I mean, he was great. Like you mean, like back in the nineties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Um, I. It wasn't a lot of it. A lot of it. And then I personally loved him in 21 Jump Street. I thought, like, that was, he would... No, not 20... I'm so sorry. Um, the other guys, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. part of that movie. Um, and then and then he's, you know, had this, like, you know, whatever. Birdman, Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in, he's in this movie called The Founder. It's about sort of, I think, the, um, the founding of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. The great global uh food chain um and i know very little about this movie other than that he's gotten really good reviews um i think the movie itself has gotten okay reviews but um apparently he's really good in it and i kind of hope that he wins an oscar at some point Hmm. because i think he um has put in his time and that that part at the oscars last year or whatever when he was up for um Birdman and he doesn't win, but he thinks they called his name and he like kind of does that like motion. Oh. It like kills me, so someone give him an Oscar already. Um, but this was kind of on your on your list too. You just let me talk about it. Um. Yeah. I just. I think. I don't know. I feel like it's. McDonald's is like a, has a very special place in my heart, you know. So I feel like you know when I read, I, I so I know a little bit about like the backstory, which is like there were these two guys who had McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know, and their last names were McDonald, you know. And this guy kind of swoops in and almost I think it's like he 
either steals the steal or somehow yeah, I think they go, he, to court, they go to court right? they go to court yeah and he eventually becomes like yeah I remember when you mentioned the founder I was like oh is that the one about Ronald McDonald mm-hmm, but clown, yeah. yeah I didn't I totally forgot that that's the clown name um so I don't know we'll see I, I really here's what here's why it makes me nervous I hope it doesn't make me not want to eat Oh, like a food ink kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's anything like that. Because, um, yeah. you know, so when I watch Social Network, right? Yeah. I don't know. This is just it me. didn't. It made you want to quit Facebook. A little bit. I was like, oh my god, who? What kind of person am I? And then I was like, wait, no, this fictional is totally not yeah, what right. happened, right? Yeah. And then I watched. Uh, is it Steve Jobs with Michael Fassbender? Um, Did it I make you want to throw all your Apple products? Oh, I was like, man, like I was supporting this dude who like didn't even like acknowledge his daughter for the first time, eh, whatever. I'm just really nervous that I'm not gonna want to eat McDonald's. Maybe. I mean, there are all already like a thousand reasons I shouldn't. Yeah. But this one might really. But fiction. I have to remember this fiction. I have to remember that this is a work of fiction. The good news is. That it opens on the same weekend as the next movie you're going to talk about. Right. So while you go watch that movie, I will watch okay. this. And I'll let you know if you should not be watching okay. it. Okay, good, good. Uh, so the next movie opens same day, August 5th, is uh, Suicide Squad, right? I'm looking forward to this one. I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, I think the, the best part about this movie is that it is um, not directed by Zack Snyder. He, who you are not a fan of. He... I think is maybe the worst director that's ever getting lived. no, not ever lived, not ever lived. Um, I mean, it's not that far off, but he's the worst director that's getting huge budget movies. You know, with J.J. Abrams, it's like I have you know reservations about him creatively, but I don't think he's like purposefully doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. With Zack Snyder, I he I actually wonder. If, if he's trying to, throw if he's his- okay. So, um, you have you ever gotten to a fight with a significant other, and have you ever accused them or been accused of like, where someone says, "I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest, I'm just not doing a good job," right? Have and then so like I'll say that to a significant other, right? And one time the reply was, "I don't even know if." You're even trying? No, no, yeah, or like, yeah, I don't even know if you're trying. Sometimes I think maybe you're intentionally doing a bad job, right? And that cut me so deep, yeah. right? Because I'm like, how could you even accuse me of, like, not trying, you know? You can accuse me of doing a bad job, but how can you accuse me of not trying? That's how I feel about him, and I hope it cuts him as deep. I He's doing such a bad job. Now I understand what my seminary other was saying. He's doing such a bad job, Zack Snyder, yeah. that I kind of wonder if he's doing it intentionally. And so the best thing this movie has going for it is that it's not directed by him. And so it's directed by David Ayers. I believe he did Fury, mm-hmm. right, with Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf. Um, and I think it looks fine. I wouldn't say it looks great, but it certainly doesn't look terrible. Yeah, and I've heard that they've like been reshooting some scenes. Yeah, that's... Kind that- of like... Make it more funnier. Funny. Yeah, so that that um, part is a little alarming, kind of. Um, reshoots are never. I don't. I I, I can't think of a time where re- I heard that they were doing reshoots and then later it was like, wow, great job, great job, you yeah. guys. The last movie I can remember that 
had uh, that had reshoots or a massive amount was. Do you remember Fantastic Four? The first. No, the cast? very newest, the one with oh, Miles Teller. One? Yeah, Michael B. Yeah, Jordan yeah. stuff. Um, Which had so much potential, just judging by the cast, right? The casting, I think, was great, but you know the and problem was was Josh Trank, yeah. right? Um, and so David Ayers, I think, is he's he's fine. I would even say borderline good. Um, the cast is great. I am a little sick of all these stories of how um, Jared Leto is Leto. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce his I think name? So. I don't care. All these stories about Jared Leto, like being a weirdo, and you know, you have like Will Smith and Viola Davis and uh, Margot Robbie, is mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, we never met Jared Leto on on Cause set because he was like, because like, yeah, he was like method, and he was like super into um, being the Joker, so we never actually met him. We only met the Joker and stuff. Kind of weird, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, if you really met the Joker, you wouldn't be alive. Um, so I don't know how much of that is true. Mm. And I don't know. I'm just like so sick of, it's like a comic book movie, man. Like, what are you methoding? You know, your, your source material are, are like comic books that like, granted, I read, but like are primarily made for like children. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like get over it. Yeah, kind of. And so I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm I'm interested because this is the first um, kind of you know we have like the Marvel expanded. I'm not expanded. Marvel Cinematic Universe with all these Avengers and Captain America and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, this is the first DC movie because I didn't watch. I didn't. I haven't even watched Batman Superman because I don't like wasting time. Oh, you didn't watch it. No, I mean, I don't like watching garbage. I mean, sometimes I will. Sometimes I will uh-huh. if I'm, like, interested in it. But uh-huh. that one was both garbage and I wasn't interested in seeing it. Uh, I watched Man of Steel, um, but only because I thought it was going to be way better than it was. And I didn't know it was going to make a literal, like, allusion to 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one's the first DC, like, that cinematic kind of that I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty into. So, so we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, aesthetically speaking, I was like, this looks a lot like a movie, like, I've seen before. Hmm. And I realized it was, like, it's Sucker Punch. You know that, like, all-female, like, movie with Vanessa Hudgens? Like, it's, like, the same sort of, like... Are you doing this intentionally? Do you know who directed Sucker Punch? This guy? Zack Snyder. Oh! Oh! Yeah! Yeah! Did you do that intentionally? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, well done. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie. And you know what? I like Will Smith in movies. Like, he's like, to me, he's a movie star. And I haven't seen him in anything in a while. So I'm excited to see him. Agreed, agreed. I mean, you and I were on the his IMDb page, and it was hard to find, mm-hmm. you know, his last, like, real big movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this is a good place to, to stop, take sure. a break. Yeah. Uh, so we'll take a break, and we'll be back with, uh, what is it, movies that we think will do well, not do well, and Obsessions of the Week. Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, we've talked about the movies that we're excited for and, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, whether we're excited to see them because, you know, we're interested in the in the characters or the casting or we think it's going to be good. Some of them we think are going to be bad. But um, regardless of how well we think they'll do critically, let's talk about, you know, you alluded to this in the beginning, which is uh, studios make movies because they want to make money, mm-hmm. right? So... Uh, and summer is the time where they release movies that make them the most amount of money, or at least try, right? Um, so 
let's go through the movies that we think are that we think are going to do the best and the worst. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know what. I don't have an idea of what I think will do the worst, but we can. I think of, that's fair yeah. because I think I do. Okay, great. I, I have a hard time trying to figure out which one I think is going to do the best, oh, okay. but I think you you do, right? Yeah. Okay, so why don't you go first? Because I'm really interested to, to hear this. Which one of these summer movies, and it could be one of the ones that we haven't named yet, um, which or one that we're not excited to see, but what do you think is going to do the best? Well, I definitely think Civil War is going to be up there. It's gotten off to a good start. And For sure. It was number one like two weeks ago. Did you watch it yet? Mm-mm. It's good. Um, but you also told me that I should really watch all of the other ones before I see. Or no, it you just help. have to. It would help. You would. The only one you really have to watch is Captain America Two. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. the only one you really have to. Watch. Okay, You've fine. seen the Avengers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then Avengers and Captain America Two, and you're good. I mean, none of this is deep, right? So like, I, no. I'll get it. Like, I, no, I mean, you know what? Civil War does a really good job of not to make this like Civil War centric, but Civil War does a really good job of like. Uh, kind of like talking around very deep issues, but keeping it light. Mm. You know, so it's fine. Um, I definitely think it's going to do maybe the best out of all of the superhero action mm. movies mm-hmm. that are being mm-hmm. released. Um, I'm taking kind of a gamble on this one, but I really, really think that Independence Day is going to do phenomenally at the box office um and that's because of this whole like mm. you know what if jurassic world didn't yes. perform as well as it did last year i wouldn't necessarily be putting eggs into this basket but i i mean i think for people our age and up it's the nostalgic factor and then for people not our age and down it it's it's an action movie about aliens invading Earth, like it has all the makings of something that, like, people would want to go see. So I'm going to take a gamble and go with that being one of the top movies. Yeah. Um, top grossing movies. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. I mean, I think Civil War for sure, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, when I think of movies that haven't come out yet, I think the only one that I can, yeah, for the same reason, like, the only one I'd be willing to, like, gamble on is Independence Day 4, I think. And for the same exact reasons, too. Like, I don't know if this movie even gets made without Jurassic World. Yeah. You know, I think they were, they talked about it, but I think they I kind think of kind fast-tracked of, yeah. it after Jurassic yeah. World. So I don't even know if this movie gets made without Jurassic World. This whole, like, here's another thing that came out back in, in the late 90s, and, you know, let's let's bring it back. Yeah, and you then know? And this one does well, like, let's go into the archives and see what other exactly. Movies. You know? In the 90s, we can, like, remake or reboot. Yeah. Um, so so here's the only caveat, right, which mm-hmm. is, so that's my pick for what I think is going to do the best, but it's also my pick for what could potentially do the worst. And by this, okay, so I think we can look at this two different ways, right? You can look at something and say it makes, like, $1.6 billion, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But if it took you like four hundred million dollars, exactly, to make, then it's not. I mean, you're. I guess you're still making a profit, but like that profit margin is way less than if your movie was sort of like a lower budget. Yeah. Um, I. I mean, it looks pretty high budget to me. Super super high budget, but um, yeah, I think it can go either way. Like, it can do well 
for a movie. Like, it, it can make a lot of money, but, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not as profitable as they had hoped, then it still kind of can be seen as, like, a bomb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I think it'll still make money, though, Steve. Like, you agree with that, right? I, I, like You know, I, I don't know, because here's the thing. Know. Here's the thing, okay. right? With Jurassic World, yeah. right? Jurassic Park and Jurassic World are about dinosaurs, right? Mm-hmm. Not in the same way that Independence Day is about aliens. Because with Independence Day, you had Will Smith and you had, an, in his prime, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Right? So with, with Jurassic Park, you weren't going for... Whoever was in Jurassic Park. Whoever was in Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. You know, you were... And interestingly enough, Jeff Goldblum was in... Jurassic Park 1 and 2. Yeah. But um, you, you weren't going for them. You know, you're going for to watch dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, it's There aren't a lot of movies about dinosaurs. I feel like there's a lot of movies about aliens. So people were really going because they wanted to see The Fresh Prince. <laughs> At the time, he was The Fresh Prince. Uh-huh. You know. Um, battle aliens. Battle aliens. Yeah. You know, so I, that's why to me it has that... Um, it has a lower basement mm-hmm. than Jurassic World ever did because you put dinosaurs and stuff, people are just gonna go watch it. The same yeah. isn't the same isn't necessarily true about about aliens. But again, like who knows? Like who knows? It people could be it could be something that people want that we don't even know we want. So I uh, so that's also my pick for what I think could also do the absolute worst. And when I say worst, like I mean like maybe Just not even. Speaking. I don't think it may. I have. A ch- I think there's a chance. Man, I really hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the butt. But I think there's a chance to not even meet its budget. Wow. Okay. I, do, do you know what the budget it's, is? Budget is two hundred million dollars. No, it's, because you know what? I'm saying domestic, domestic, okay, okay, domestic okay, only, okay. domestic only, not not we not international. Factor in yeah. the I can't. I don't even know how they factor in the Chinese market. But yeah. either way, because um, I think in the Chinese market, like there's like a month where they only release Chinese. Well, either way, right? I domestically, I don't know if it'll even meet its budget. Yeah, because I think when you when studios pour in X amount of money, like a certain hundred hundreds of millions of dollars, they need a certain percentage back. Like, you can't just make 50 million back and it's like, oh, that was worth it. Yeah. You know, yeah, to your yeah. point, they need a certain percentage back. The fact that uh, movies cost this much to make is just, like, making me, like, so like, oh, my God. <laughs> $200 million. So what's um, your pick of the movie you think has the potential to, to just bomb? I actually, I don't know. I don't really have any. But I will say, going back to the Ghostbusters discussion, mm. that's the mm. one movie that I hope doesn't bomb. Mm. Like, I really just want people to watch it because I just want I just want these women to do well and I just want this movie to do well. And I, I think it will. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just, I can't tell what the reception is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And if, honestly, if we were talking about, like, four funny men or, like, four, like, men, like, I, like we wouldn't even really be having this discussion. Um, so that's kind of, like, that's the one that kind of, like, makes me a little bit nervous. Okay. So, you know, let me, let me give you I'm going to give you some other ones that could potentially be really bad. Okay. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse could be really don't care really bad i mean i think people i think but why 
Has it gotten panned already or like what No, but on? the other X-Men movies, like I don't remember the last time um did they do well? I mean, I think they do fine. They keep making them. But I think so okay, here's the thing. Normally when a movie gets uh, yeah, go ahead. Is this movie still directed by Brian Singer? Yes. He's like a gross human being. and they, he's Is still, he a gross human being? Yeah, he's like involved in this. Whatever. I well, no, no, can you explain? Because I, I didn't. Is he a gross um, human being? Yeah, he like, he was embroiled in this like crazy like sex scandal. What? And they still give him stuff to do and I just don't understand it. Okay, we're going to have to um, Google that. Well, like, yeah, you can get the stuff uh, like uh, from Google, but um has he directed all of the X-Men movies? Um, all but one. Okay. Which, so, coincidentally, he didn't direct the absolute worst one. But none of them are especially good. So, here's the thing about Brian Singer, right? I don't know if he's made a good movie since The Usual Suspects. He made The Usual Suspects? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, I'm at his IMDb page now, right? There's X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men Days of Future Past... Jack the Giant Slayer, Valkyrie, uh, Superman Returns, X-Men 2. There's a lot of X-Men in here. X-Men 2, X-Men 1, Apt Pupil, The Usual Suspects. That's now, now we're in 1995. And the only two before that is Public Access and I guess a a short film that he did. Um, That's a lot of movies and that's one good movie. Hmm. You know, um... And so, X-Men Apocalypse, man, I don't know. I'm super into X-Men. And, and so, what I was going to say was, normally when you have movies that um, that keep getting made, you assume it's because that the previous one did well. Mm-hmm. The difference here is that with X-Men, uh, Marvel, X-Men is a Marvel comic, mm-hmm. like Avengers, like Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, all that stuff. Um, Fox owns the rights but they think the, are they in different universes? How come like they never see like you know what I mean? That's, like that's a great question. Are you talking about cinematically in terms yeah, of movies? Yeah. Fox owns X Men because this was before Marvel made their own movies. Fox owns X Men, and if they stop making X Men movies, they'll snatch them up. They probably. give up their right to to make X Men movies, and the rights to X Men in terms of movie making goes back to Marvel. Oh. So. The other movies don't... I'm sure they did well. I'm sure they made a certain amount of money, but they're not breaking the bank and they're not doing that well critically, but they're just making it so they can continue maintaining the rights to make these movies. So, I don't know. I, I, How many more are they... Like, they're going to... They're, it, this will never stop. They will Does continue... Does that mean Jennifer Lawrence is going to be in these movies until oh, she's 55? No, no, no. I think this is contractually... This is the last one she's obligated to. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's probably not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think it has the potential to be super, super bad. Okay. Um, I also think Star Trek could be bad. I think... And by bad, we're talking about... Business. Financially. Financially, yeah. But, I mean, I can't imagine it not doing well at the box office, but being a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so... I think there's a, I think there's a lot of potential uh, terribly... Like, uh, bad movies for this summer, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, I think Finding Dory's going to do great. I hope so, too. And I really hope Angry so, too. Birds. Not even joking. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know people that are excited for Angry Birds? Yeah, kids. Like, are they? And they'll go see it, yeah. Do I, kids really still play? I feel like people more into, like... Well, I mean, that's the thing about the Angry Birds movie, right? Like, it's, like, three years, like, yeah. after, like... A few years too late, was. right? But I think, yeah, I definitely think, um, yeah, people will go watch it. All right, cool. Let's do... Let's jump into Obsessions of the Week, okay? Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want sure. Um, so mine is actually a social media movement. It was created by this random dude who wanted to sort of draw attention to uh, the fact that um, Asians and Asian Americans are not represented in Hollywood. And I think we've been having this discussion, like, way back since, like, like the whole, like, Oscar so white. But even the Oscar so white, like, I feel like was... A black and white thing and this um, just kind of like the erasing of our culture and by our I mean you and I Asians, mm-hmm. Asian Americans mm-hmm. um, in Hollywood is kind of dis it's kind it's disturbing and it's come into light with some recent casting choices that have been sort of controversial so um, the one that sort of kicked it off was um, Scarlett Johansson was cast in this um, in anime, which I think you know more about than I do, maybe. Uh, so you can probably speak to that more. But, you know, it's a Japanese character, and it was found that the producers had sort of experimented with CGI um, to sort of make, make her, her look, look Asian. Asian right? And that's, I think, what got people the most upset. Because if you're going to go through the trouble of doing that, then just cast an effing Asian person. Um, and the perfect person that they could have cast is um, uh, the girl from Babel, Rinko Kikuchi, I think is her oh. name. Um, she's, like, so good. And people have, like, photoshopped her into this, whatever. So anyways, and then Tilda Swinton is in um, Doctor Stranger and... She plays a character that's supposed to be Tibetan, and like Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange! <laughs> <laughs> you are so confused. Like, um, so, anyways, in response to this, this random person has started this movement called hashtag Starring John Cho, and basically has photoshopped John Cho's face and body into movie posters to sort of show Hollywood that yes, an Asian man can be the face of these of these roles and look how look how seamlessly he blends into the lead character of me before you um he's like bond he's that's pretty good you know (laughs) the martian um i highly recommend that everybody check out starring john cho.com and you know it's I think it's kind of taken off. And, like, John Cho himself has nothing to do with this site. Right, and, um, he, Like, he hasn't publicly acknowledged it or talked about it. I think he tweeted us at this account and was, like, gave a thumbs up or whatever. But he himself hasn't really um, said anything. But this site in itself is pretty great because not only are you getting these images of what, you know, it could look like to have an Asian um, represented in these movies, but there's a lot of, like, great art like articles and like literature i mean the only thing i will say is that like i think movies with asian leads account for only one percent of all of the movies that are made Mm -hmm. and then there are studies that say that movies with diverse casts make a lot of money so then where where what is the argument there then like if you're saying that you're casting all these 
um, you know, non-Asian people in these roles because Asians don't make money, or like, you know, they're not um, bringing in money, then, but you have research that proves otherwise. So I think it's just this big, big problem. Um, and it kind of brings me back to the Aloha debacle of last right. year. You know, and I actually ended up watching Aloha because I just kind of, I mean, John Krasinski's and I love him. Um, and it was a terrible movie to begin with. So it, it like really didn't help that, you know, Emma Stone, the whitest person on earth, was playing um, someone who's supposed to be like a quarter Chinese. Uh-huh. Um, so that's my obsession of the week. Everybody should should check out starring John Cho. It's good. I, 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 I took a look at it. It's, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, my obsession of the week is, um, I, mean, I feel like every week it could be Game of Thrones, but this week there was something else that ended up capturing my attention. Or Kanye. Or Kanye. Um, speaking related to Kanye, um, so I had heard about this rapper the first time when I listened to uh, Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. Right, He's on one of the featured uh, verses, and it's Chance the Rapper. And I didn't really hear anything else from him before. I knew he'd done like two mixtapes or whatever before. I didn't really listen to him. But he came out with this this mixtape called Coloring Book. And I think it came out, you know, sometime last week or whatever. I think it was last Thursday, last Friday. And I cannot stop listening to it. Is it a full it. album or Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full album. Um not released by a studio though. I think he's got a deal with Apple Music. I think Apple Music released it. Um and my God, it it, it is so it is so good. Uh I can't Stop listening to it, and uh, just for the record, I think he's uh, he's told people it's so it's it's a gospely it's gospely, yeah. but it's not a gospel album, right? And it has Christian themes, but it's not a he's not a Christian rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper who happens to be Christian, at least from what I can tell from like the lyrics, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't like to talk about like. You know, when we do this podcast, I don't really like to talk about like my faith or anything. You know, it has there's a time and place for that, but I don't feel like it's you know while we're talking about like summer blockbusters. Yeah. But this, I feel like this is like the first album I've listened to where I was like, wow, this dude more than anyone else, more than any other rapper, including the gospel and Christian genre of music has accurately depicted like what I feel like my faith looks like mm, and man it, he man you you guys I mean he takes sample and what's funny is he takes samples from like uh like contemporary Christian music yeah you <laughs> before the podcast Steve showed me like played a sample for me and I was like, what am I listening yeah, to? It, man, it is so good. It is so good. Um, so yeah, give it a, give it a listen to it if you can. I, you know what? And it's, it has, it doesn't even have anything to do with Christianity or faith or anything. If you just like rap or, or hip hop, this will be, you will love this album. I, I, so he is, uh, so for, I was talking to someone about this today and I was like, I think Kendrick Lamar is the best rapper on planet Earth right mm-hmm. now, right? He's Kendrick Lamar is like the Golden State Warriors of like of rap, just mm-hmm. doing things on a historic level, blah, blah, blah. Chance the Rapper is not – he's like the OKC Thunder 
of rap, which is like Warriors are definitely better. And as we're recording this, I know the Thunder won Game One. I'm very excited about that. But uh, Warriors are better. But man, Chance the Rapper, he's he's definitely not as good. But it's the difference isn't that stark. Um, That's high praise. Yeah, man. He's. It, it, I think it goes Kendrick Lamar, Chance the Rapper, and then everyone else. You know, just in terms of. Kanye still has his okay, voice. I'm, I'm talking just in terms of rapping, okay. just in terms of specific, like as a lyricist, right? Um, man, it, he's so good. He's only 23. That that that's the yeah. part that makes me mad because yeah. I'm just like, man, this kid was born in '93 and he's he's doing he things. Third grade, like, <laughs> so give it a listen to it. I think you can like stream it for free. I think on like mixtape.com because it's not released by a studio, so you can stream it for free. And you can also um, either purchase or listen to it on Apple Music. Is it on Spotify at all? Uh, I don't know if it's on Spotify, only because um, I don't know how he would negotiate that deal without a studio. But you can stream it for free online, like not illegally, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then you can get it on Apple Music, uh, listen to it, and iTunes. It is, man, it is, God, it, there are times where I'm like, I don't need to go to church this week because it's... I've got, I've got it. I got, I've listened to this album enough times where like, I'm good this week. Mm, Very yeah. good. <laughs> That's and it. There goes our last. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, did you have anything else before we wanted to No, to I really, out? really enjoyed this, uh, this podcast and I think it'd be fun if we like, um, did one at the end of the movie season. Oh man. And, like, revisited our yeah, takes. Revisited, oh man. Like, I don't like being held accountable. Uh, we, we're probably never going to do it, so whatever. Okay, all right, sounds good. All right, so uh, thanks, guys, and, uh, you know, again, uh, like us on our Facebook page. Uh, go ahead and like us on uh, SoundCloud. Go ahead and like us on Instagram. Uh, all that good stuff. Leave comments. Uh, feel free to interact with us online. I uh, want to say bye. Bye, guys.